Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Good Fortune. It's me, your host, Jamie Wright. We're here to do yet another weekly astrological forecast. This one is for the week of December 4th through the 10th of 2023. As always, uh, if you're enjoying the pod, I'd love if you could like, if you could follow the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review, and currently the best way to support the production of this podcast, which comes to you live from my apartment in Brooklyn at my little desk, is by becoming a paid subscriber to my Substack, and the link to do so is in the show notes. And just to really get into this forecast, um, this week, the week of December 4th through the 10th, um, it is a waning moon week. So we're starting pretty much in the last quarter phase of the moon, and we're moving through to about the balsamic phase this week. So we're in the latter part of the lunar cycle. It's more of a time of wrapping things up and tying up loose ends and perhaps pivoting. Um, you know, this past week, we had that full moon in Gemini on November 27th. And I know for a lot of people from friends I was hearing from, you know, that was um, a very kind of hectic, confusing day. A lot of things were happening. Um, I felt lucky that the worst thing that happened to me that day was that walking down the street, I kicked something and it turned out to be a pizza box that had a tiny plastic container of barbecue sauce in it. And I got barbecue sauce all over my foot. I was wearing loafers without socks. So I got it all over my foot and all over my pants. And I was going to a show. And when I got to the show, I had to go and like clean the barbecue sauce off my foot. It felt extremely chaotic. You know, I smelled like barbecue sauce. It was sticky. Um, but I was also thankful that that was the worst thing that happened to me on that day because the energy of that day was just very confusing. A lot like details were not detailing. Um, nothing could be confirmed. A lot of miscommunications and misdirections. And, you know, that full moon was really the peak of this lunar cycle that we've been in since back on November 13th when we had the new moon in Scorpio. And this week... We're finally coming down from both of these lunations, like both the new moon in Scorpio and the full moon in Gemini were kind of spicy, kind of hectic, kind of intense, like a lot of unexpected stuff going on. And this week is actually going to be a very Venusian week. There's a lot of Venus action. Um, and I think there's a lot of, uh, it, it just feels much more, maybe not calm. It, it feels a little bit more calm <laughs> comparatively to other weeks we've had recently. Um, and because not this week, but next week, we're actually going to begin a Mercury retrograde. I do think this week is a good time to really start doing that reflecting, to really start thinking about, you know, what happened in 2023 um, what were my goals at the beginning of the year? How did I pursue them? I know I'm not the only one who feels like this year went by so quickly. Um, I kind of kept thinking throughout this year, okay, now this year is really starting and 
now it's December and it's like, okay, I guess now the year is really starting, AKA it's ending. Um, but I think this week, especially with the sort of calmer influence, the more supportive influence, there's a good vibe to really start doing that reflecting. Um, so that, you know, throughout the Mercury retrograde, which is going to carry us through the last couple weeks of December, and the Mercury retrograde actually appropriately ends on January 1st, on New Year's Day. Um, I think it's sort of like do the reflection now, figure out, start thinking about what your goals are for 2024. I think there's sort of a nice, um, a nice sort of sauna, a nice bath, a nice, a nice spa of reflection we can get into this week. Um, and this starts on Monday, the 4th, the moon is in Virgo, the moon is waning overnight on Monday at 1 PM, the moon opposes Saturn. So we kind of get one of the moon's trickiest aspects over the, out of the way overnight, you know, the moon opposite Saturn is always a little bit of a tense moment. Um, but then we start off the morning with the moon in Virgo trining Mercury and Capricorn at 5, 12 AM on Monday. And then the moon spends the rest of the morning, and this is an Eastern time, as always. Um, the moon spends the rest of the morning forming a trine with Jupiter, which goes exact at 12.32 p.m. So the morning of Monday, December 4th, um, I'm happy to report that comparatively to a lot of the Mondays that I feel like we've had recently, this is a great sort of productive day. You know, we have the moon in an Earth sign, we have Mercury in an Earth sign, we have them connecting with Jupiter in an earth sign. It feels very grounded. It feels very like, let's get organized. Let's get some systems in place. Um, definitely pr productivity in the air, ways of thinking through things, ways of brainstorming. Um, this feels like a great influence for just like having meetings and starting conversations and talking to people. And then at 1.30 p.m. Eastern on Monday, Venus enters Scorpio. And so this is my favorite word or my favorite phrase, a vibe shift. <laughs> um, Venus and Scorpio is very different from Venus and Libra, which we've had for the last month. Venus and Libra is Venus at home. It's Venus in her sign where she's, you know, focused on balance and justice and also style She's focused on taste. She's focused on ideas around beauty and love and connection and justice. In Scorpio, Venus is not at home. Venus is a fish out of water. Venus has to work so much harder to get her Venusian point across because she's in a sign, Scorpio, that's ruled by Mars, that's ruled by this planet that wants to protect and act and move and sever and separate. Um... And so Venus and Scorpio, you know, we think of Scorpio as, you know, this mysterious sign, this deep sign. It is a very emotional sign that's fiercely protective. But when it comes to Venusian things, it's like Scorpio can be quite edgy. <laughs> um, but I do believe that, you know, people who have Venus and Scorpio in their birth chart even though they, they have Venus in a place where, you know, Venusian things don't necessarily come naturally, that often makes them actually more skilled at Venusian things, especially really skilled artists, because a lot of the times 
people who have Venus in their home signs, it's almost like that art, that beauty, that connection comes so naturally that it's not something that you're like practicing and working on. But when it's in Scorpio or Aries or Virgo, these signs that Venus isn't so naturally happy in, um, there's a way that, you know, you're really spending your life, um, reckoning with Venus. And that's why we have so many incredible artists and so many incredible leaders. And I was, you know, doing my due diligence, my search of public figures with Venus and Scorpio. And I was blown away because I was going through the list and there were so many film directors. Like it was literally just a list of, you know, Academy Award winners for film. (laughs) Um, We have Martin Scorsese, we have Steven Spielberg, we have Oliver Stone, Ridley Scott, Jean-Luc Godard, Joel and Ethan Cohen. We have Ang Lee, Baz Luhrmann, Gary Marshall, Lily Wachowski. Um, I mean, just that list alone, um, it really makes me realize that Venus in Scorpio is very cinematic. Um, and what's really interesting is another person with Venus in Scorpio, who you might not think is Meg Ryan. And now Meg Ryan is also a Scorpio son, but you know, she's so known for being like this queen of the (laughs) rom-com. Like she's sort of this queen of like a certain era of like, oh, that's femininity. That is the lead in the rom-com. That's the ingenue. Um, But it's interesting that she's someone who's such an expert at that, and she has Venus in this sign that actually is harder around the edges. Um, Another person who has Venus in Scorpio is Leonardo DiCaprio, who's also a Libra rising, so that Venus in Scorpio is the planet that most oversees his life. Um, And, you know, it's debatable what's going on with him now, (laughs) but when we go back in history, it's like, Here's another person who is seen as a heartthrob, who is seen as like, oh, wow, like this is a person who I want a poster of in my room. He's the hottie. He's swoon, like swoon worthy. Um, and, you know, he also has this this Venus placement that, again, is is edgier, is like actually a little bit punk. Um, Ethan Hawke is another person with Venus and Scorpio. Um, I was also seeing a lot of really you know, multifaceted artists. Um, Patti Smith has Venus in Scorpio. Um, The playwright, Arthur Miller. Um, We also have some, like, kings of of rock. We have Bruce Springsteen and Neil Young. Um, We also have, to go back to the sort of multifaceted artists, we have Marina Abramovich. Um, I feel like there's, like, this sense of, like, oh, um, both, like, both Marina Abramovich and Patti Smith, who are coming out of the same generation, they have this Venus in Scorpio. And it's like both of them, Marina Abramovich, perhaps more so, like both of them had to, were women who had to kind of take on this very masculine energy in their career and in their art um, to get ahead and get further. And you can say what you want about either of them and sort of like, where they've gone and like how they've sort of, um, you know, marketed themselves and chosen to make money and be career artists. But, you know, both of them sort of came out of a generation where like, you know, women 
were not raised to, you know, grow up and become the boss. And they, they both did that. (laughs) And they also both did that through like, in many ways, you know, kind of taking on these patriarchal roles and sort of taking on these more masculine, um, ways of leadership. I'm actually realizing another person of their generation who has Venus and Scorpio is Hillary Clinton, um, who has a similar trajectory in politics. Um, but, and that is sort of the Venus and Scorpio, like Scorpio is a Mars sign. There is a little bit more of this masculine assertive energy with Scorpio. Um, and another person of the much younger generation who has this placement is, um, Greta Thunberg, um, our climate warrior, our Gen Z climate warrior, um, Tom York, who can go in this sort of Kings of Rock category, um, And also Jay-Z, you know, we have Jay-Z, like, you know, the, the person who's like elevated his whole brand, his whole career. Um, I really feel like this is, it's interesting that this placement is speaking to these like directors and someone like Jay-Z, someone like Bruce Springsteen, like these people who, yes, they're artists. Yes, they're musicians. Like, yes, Jay-Z is a rapper, but he's also like he's a mogul and there's this real mogul feeling, um, a real impresario feeling with this placement. Um, and then sort of on the complete other end, you know, the public figure who has this placement who you'd sort of most expect is Drake. (laughs) It's like, you know, who also has his own kind of mogul impresario thing going on, obviously, but then also the content of what he creates you know, you would think, oh, of course it's Venus and Scorpio. I feel like people who don't even know astrology know that Drake is a Scorpio sun and the Venus and Scorpio is just like extremely obvious. Um, but there is with Drake, it's like the sort of moodiness and the emotion and the kind of like fierce, um, intensity that he like, uh, expresses his vulnerabilities is sort of what we think of, maybe when someone says Venus in Scorpio, but then looking at this list and looking at these sort of world builders, um, another person with this placement is Jimmy Buffett, who literally created a world of margaritas, a town of margaritas, I guess is Margaritaville. Um, So, and that I think really speaks to the fact that Venus does technically quote unquote struggle in Scorpio, but because it's maybe more challenged there, These people are then like, okay, (laughs) you're going to tell me that I'm going to fail at this. I'm actually going to create a whole world, a whole system, a whole new way to be an artist, uh, a whole new way to sort of like greet the public, greet an audience. Um, And so we're entering this Venus and Scorpio period, which is this vibe shift where we are kind of moving into this more intense emotional, um, fiercely protective time, um, where, you know, during Venus and Libra, it's very sort of easy to make these Venusian negotiations or maybe having more conversations with Venus and Scorpio, you know, things are not said, they're felt. And that's something that we're moving into this week. And so that's happening on Monday, that immediate kind of vibe shift, (laughs) um, Yeah, we're going to play some Drake and uh, lean into it. Um, 
And so that happens again at 1.31 p.m. on Monday. Venus moves into Scorpio. And then 1.51 p.m. on Monday, the moon squares Mars. And so that, I think, is really interesting coming right on the heels of Venus going into Scorpio because the moon is then connecting with Mars, Scorpio's ruler. And moon-Mars interactions, you know, they can be testy, they can be spicy, they can be passionate. Um, And I think this is actually helping us, like, keep the energy moving for the day. But there's definitely a feeling of, like, you know, be careful what arguments you pick. (laughs) Um... Be careful what provocations you pursue on Monday because things could get a little spicy, especially in the second half of the day. But also like with Venus and Scorpio too, it's like emotions are going to be, you know, we're going back into the water. Things are spreading. We're really in our feelings. Um, Then we go into Tuesday, December 5th. The moon is still in Virgo. Um, Overnight, 1249 a.m., we reach the exact last quarter moon phase. So we are really heading into this waning part of the month. Things are slowing down. We're perhaps pivoting. Um, The moon also, after hitting this last quarter phase, goes pretty much void. The moon is not making any aspects to any inner planets until Wednesday morning. So... We're kind of we're kind of in an in-between place, I would say, on Tuesday. So Monday, I'm thinking, very productive. Tuesday is a slower day. <laughs> Tuesday is for catch-up work. Um, at 3.44 p.m. on Tuesday, we have the moon trine Uranus. Um, we have the moon in Virgo still. Uranus is adding this little expect the unexpected vibe. It's also maybe helping us, you know, as we're sort of in this in-between place... Um, that moon Uranus could help sort of break through an idea, help you get past a writer's block, help you get past an idea block, help sort of move a conversation along, especially if it's around ideating and brainstorming. Um, and then at 5.51 PM on Tuesday, we have Venus trine Saturn. So Venus that has just entered Scorpio, she's now in the Scorpio waters And she's making a connection to Saturn and Pisces, a trine, which is where both these planets are really kind of like, they're dancing together. (laughs) I think of trines as like, I know I've talked about this before, as like two dancers doing an arabesque, like there's kind of a leap happening. Um, And though we have both of these planets in water signs and there's like a heavy emotion to it, um, there's also a feeling of like finding stability in our, in our vulnerability, like finding the courage to speak up about something, feeling validated in having big feelings that I think is coming with this Venus trine Saturn. So if things are coming up on Monday that are maybe a little spooky, a little gnarly, a little intense with the Venus in Scorpio, I think there's going to be immediate an immediate kind of pivot of like, no, I can feel this. And that's coming on Tuesday when we have Venus trine Saturn. Then we're going into Wednesday, December 6th, overnight, 1.16 a.m. Or sorry, did I say Wednesday? I think I did. It's literally, I'm about to start talking about Neptune and I'm getting confused. Um, Wednesday, December 6th, um, 1.16 a.m. on Wednesday, overnight, we have the moon opposite Neptune. So again, Tuesday night, you know, 
we're going to be in our feels. <laughs> um, Tuesday night is definitely a good night to like go see a movie, relax at home, be with people who are really comforting to you. It could maybe be a cute date night vibe, but it might, it might be a little confusing and you might be like unsure about where it's going, which is maybe more nerve wracking than it is sexy or romantic. <laughs> um, there's definitely some confusion in the air. Um, because then, um, at 8 22 AM on Wednesday, the 6th, we have Neptune stationing direct. So Neptune, you know, is our planet of illusion and haze and delusions and, you know, imagination and creativity. And Neptune paints a fog over everything. <laughs> um, historically, and when I say historically, I mean the past several years that I've been paying such close attention to astrology. <laughs> I noticed that whenever we have Neptune stationing, especially because we have Neptune in Pisces for the past many years, decade plus, there's some kind of rain. There's some kind of wetness. You know, there's humidity. Um, and whenever we're in a Neptune station week, there really is a fog hanging over everything. There's maybe a romance, there's maybe something cinematic, but there's definitely a fog and that fog is gonna be turned up to like very high volume on Wednesday. Um, and I think this is kind of playing with the fact that we have this like Venus in Scorpio, Venus connecting with Saturn in Pisces. There's a real watery, emotional thing happening like there are tears <laughs> probably happening this week I'm gonna be real but they're not necessarily like pain tears hurt tears it's a very like let it out so you can heal kind of tears um and just for reference Neptune stationed retrograde back on June 30th so back in the beginning of the summer back in cancer season and now Neptune is stationing direct um and I would maybe you know I would think back to that period in the summer and sort of maybe what dreams were building, what fantasies were building and have you made progress on any of those fantasies or like where do those fantasies take you? Some of them might be more potent now, but just something to pay attention to. Um, then at 11.34 a.m. on Wednesday, we have the moon entering Libra and then spending the whole day until 11 p.m. on Wednesday forming a square to Mercury. So moon square Mercury is definitely like, there's a lot of thoughts, <laughs> there's a lot of communication, there's a lot of ideas. Um, and so this I think is a really great creative day. Um, it's a great day to like hang out with friends, talk things out. It's honestly like a great like therapy vibe <laughs> to me for whatever reason. It's like let it out, cry it out, but actually find some real catharsis through articulating something. Um, usually moon mercury aspects like this can be really kind of like your brain is working on overdrive. But I think with the Neptune influence, it's like you're softening it. <laughs> um the the sort of scatteredness of the brain is is going in a more creative direction or more fantasizing direction. Then we go into Thursday the 7th. The moon is still in Libra and we start off the day with the moon sextiling Mars at 6:15 a.m. on Thursday. 
Um, and the moon then spends the whole day forming a sextile to the sun, which goes exact at 6.36 p.m. So really for the whole day on, th on Thursday, this is actually a really productive energy. Like we're starting off 6.15 a.m., right fresh in the morning, <laughs> the moon connecting with Mars, which is very like, okay, we're, we're gonna start. We're gonna like be productive. We're gonna make things happen. I think it's a nice energy to kind of cut through some of the fog that we're experiencing with the Neptune station. Um, and with the moon then spending the rest of the day forming the sextile to the sun, which is really signaling that we are at like the true end of the lunar cycle. Um, we're like really about to basically be in the balsamic phase. Um, it's a good time to be like productive and pr very productive in wrapping things up, closing things out, shutting things down. <laughs> um, at 6.39 p.m. on Thursday, the moon opposes Chiron. And then at 7.11 p.m. on Thursday, the sun trines Chiron. And so Chiron is our healer. Chiron is all about forgiveness. Chiron is about working through our pain points. Um, and the sun trine Chiron, we're really kind of coming to, you know, the sun and Chiron kind of do a dance all year. I mean, every planet does a dance with Chiron all year, <laughs> but the sun and Chiron, um, the sun really being about our ego, being about our hero's journey, our life force, sort of like, what are the goals? Um, it's something that we've been working through all year and in, we will still keep working on it into next year before we kind of reset what the, what this healing journey is. But the healing journey with the sun Chiron really started back in April when the sun and Chiron were conjunct back on April 5th. And our most recent sun Chiron, Chiron aspect was back on October 11th when the sun and Chiron were opposite. And so that was kind of a face-off moment. You know, that's the sun and Chiron looking at, at each other directly in the eye. <laughs> and the sun's going, I want to shine. And Chiron's going, well, you got to heal. And they really have to reckon with that because they're both coming from this in totally different directions. Now the sun and Chiron are trying. They're in this aspect that's really about working together, about, you know, egging each other on sometimes. Um, and this is sort of representing another point in the healing journey, in some ego healing, in some goal shifting, um, in some accepting where we're at. Um, and because the moon is also opposing Chiron basically at the same time, I get the sense, you know, this is this lunar cycle that we started with that, with the new moon in Scorpio, <laughs> that was really, um, kind of a shakeup and it was an emotional shakeup and the next new moon that we're having next week in Sagittarius is much more kind of unbridled. There's much more freedom there's much more sort of like being in control of the situation. And this kind of feels like, especially because Thursday has such a wrapping up energy, it feels like the moment to really kind of accept and let things go and move on. Um, because also at 11.08 p.m. on Thursday, we have Mercury trine Jupiter, which we have Mercury in Capricorn and Jupiter in Taurus. And this aspect, we're going to get a couple more hits of this 
throughout December and into January because Mercury is retrograding. And Mercury being like, you know, our immediate thoughts and Jupiter being our greater visions. These two planets coming together is a really great kind of vision boarding, um, putting thoughts together, putting ideas together with them both in Earth signs. It's really speaking to like, you know, going back to business, (laughs) getting the systems of organization in order. It's again, I really think Thursday, you know, I was talking about this whole week as being a good week for sort of like reflecting on 2023 and like also thinking about goals for the future. And I think Thursday, especially Thursday evening is a really great time to do that. It might be a great time to like have a little like uh, almost like business meeting with a friend (laughs) where you both, you know, you go out to dinner and you can both share your goals and make goals and share them and like write a little journal about it. I don't know. There's this sense of like, not only setting these goals and are like going through these reflections, but also sharing it with someone else and not just sharing it with someone else who's going to like hold you accountable, though that's also important, but like sharing it with someone else who's going to like celebrate you and push you and like cheer you on for wanting to take these leaps and make these changes. Um, then we go into Friday, December 8th. And this is one of these crunchy days. <laughs> this is one of these days that I don't love. Um, the moon is basically void all day. Um, the moon, we start off the day with the moon in Libra. And at 1024 a.m. on Friday, the moon conjoins the south node and then spends the whole rest of the day. And it goes exact at 8.05 p.m., forming a square to Pluto. So we're really in this kind of crunchy, faded, you know, thinking about the things we have to let go, the things we have to release. We're coming up maybe against some obsessions. Like, I really think like Thursday is such this beautiful, productive, like, let's get excited for next year energy. And Friday feels like a little bit of a questioning oneself or feeling insecure or like, kind of being worried about things that are too big to worry about kind of day. So Friday is definitely a day where I'm like, stay hydrated, do your exercises. Don't put a lot on your plate, you know, focus on just like projects you have to wrap up, spend time with a friend who makes you feel good. Um, It's not a day I would put myself in an uncomfortable situation. Um, And at 10.34 p.m. on Friday, we have the moon entering Scorpio. So we spend this whole day in the kind of crunchy ends of the moon in Libra, and then we're going into the moon in Scorpio. We're going into the depths of emotion on Friday night. Um, An overnight Friday into Saturday at 1.33 a.m., the moon trines Saturn, um, which can be stabilizing, emotionally stabilizing, Um, Friday night, I don't think is the best night for going out. Um, it feels like more of a stay home and hang or have friends over to your place or like go do something kind of intellectual, like go see a play, go see a movie and like talk about it. Um, go to like a fancy dinner that you want to like kind of intellectualize and review, but like, it's not like a party night to me. But Saturday is a really fun day. So the moon is still in Scorpio. 
9.23 a.m. on Saturday, we have the moon conjoin Venus. And even though it's in Scorpio, where both the moon and Venus can be a little intense and a little bit out of water, this is still like this, um, I don't know, it's like a heart-centering moment to start the day on. And then at 10.41 a.m., the moon opposes Jupiter. So especially like right first thing on Saturday morning, um, the moon is stuck between Venus and Jupiter, and that's like a really good, encouraging, positive vibe. So as much as Friday has bad vibes, Saturday starts with really good vibes. And it's definitely like that moon going between Venus and Jupiter on Saturday morning actually feels like like kind of having a good cry in Pilates class kind of energy. You're like, let me let this all out, and then I'm going to go get a pastry and feel great. <laughs> um at 12.46 p.m. on Saturday, the moon sextiles Mercury. Um, there's a lot of activity. I think Saturday is a great day for, like, errands, maybe doing some holiday shopping, um, visiting people, connecting with people. And then at 10.34 p.m. on Saturday, we have Venus opposite Jupiter, which this is, like, the most indulgent <laughs> aspect of the year. Um, you know, Venus and Jupiter both being these good vibe benefic planets, they're facing off with each other. And I almost think of it, uh, think of it as them like being like, no, I'm going to be the most benefic. No, I'm going to be the most benefic. And it results in like a lot of good feelings It, it can, there's almost a risk of overindulgence with this aspect. But that all being said, you know, Saturday is a very fun night. It's a great night to go out. It's a great night to throw a party, attend a party, um, just like really good holiday party vibes <laughs> Saturday night. Um, then going into Sunday, December 10th, the moon is still in Scorpio. At 12.03 p.m., we have the moon opposite Uranus, um, which can bring a little bit of an unexpected... Uh, development, a little bit of unexpected energy. Um, it might be like, oh, I got, I went a little crazy last night on Saturday, and now I'm getting a text from some random person I met at the party, and I don't remember giving them my phone number. Um, and that's 12:03 p.m. on Sunday, and then the moon spends the rest of the day forming a trine to Neptune, which goes exact at 8:58 p.m. on Sunday. So Sunday, really afternoon into evening is a great time to just chill and vibe and imagine. I'm honestly seeing like a vision board collaging party happening. Like (laughs) you want to invite a few friends over, make a dinner. You know, I'm feeling very like tangible. Like, you know, we're cutting things out of magazines. We're not doing this on Pinterest. We're like really making a vision board with like glue (laughs) and glitter. Um... But it's definitely kind of a spacey evening to end the week. Um, But overall, you know, the themes for this week, you know, we're envisioning, we're wrapping things up. We're thinking about the world we want to build in 2024. And just to go over the major aspects of the week, um, on December 4th, we have Venus entering Scorpio. On December 5th, we have Venus trying Saturn. On December 6th, Neptune stations direct. On December 7th, the sun trines Chiron and Mercury trines Jupiter. And then on December 9th, we have Venus opposite Jupiter. Um, That's all I have for you this week. 
I hope um, you have some good time to reflect, some good time to let it all out if you need to let it all out. And we'll be back next week with more. Okay, talk to you soon.